Well, my friends, today we celebrate this solemnity of our mother, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the mother of God. Mary is rightly uh, called the mother of God. And today's solemnity, if you were at St. Francis's last weekend, you heard me say that in the days after Christmas, it's a process of unpacking our Christmas gift, right? Jesus is the Christmas gift. And that it takes us time to unpack that gift and to really learn all the different aspects of it and what it means to say that God really became man. He entered into our creation and became one of us. And so we're unpacking the Christmas gift. Hopefully, I'm sure that out there, there are people that have received certain Christmas gifts that they've already, like, forgotten about, right? Like, oh yeah, I did, I did get that, right? I don't, you know, that they've already kind of uh, forgotten, even a week later. Um, but hope, not with us, not with our relationship to God and celebrating what was given to us at Christmas, unpacking this gift. And part of that gift, part of that unpacking of the gift is that we can, can we say, um, how do we, what do we talk about, how do we talk about Mary, right? There was a tendency, today we celebrate Mary as the mother of God, right? That Mary is called mother of God. But that was a controversy in the early church. Can you call Mary the mother of God? Like, she is the mother of Jesus, um, but is it right to call her the mother of God? That seems presumptuous. That seems like, can we really say that? And there was um, some heresies, most notably among them Nestorius and the Nestorian heresy that wanted to talk about Mary as just the, the mother of the human Jesus, but having no relationship to that divinity of Christ, right? And it's in the Council of Ephesus, a little bit of theology on a good New Year's morning, right? In the Council of Ephesus, um, that we are, that it was settled like, no, Mary is rightly called mother of God. The theological thing is what's called the communication of idioms. What it means is whatever you can say about one of the natures, you say about the person. What does all that mean for us? It means that we don't try to have like a watered-down theology where we say just like, no, we can't, we can't say Mary's the mother of God. Therefore, can I say that I have a real relationship to God? Yes. Yes, we can. We we go 100% of the way, the fullness of the 100%. Jesus is fully God and man. One person, two natures, divine and human. Mary is the mother of that one person in his humanity, but still the one person. Therefore, she's rightly called the mother of God uh, because her son, Jesus, is God himself. And that it's not presumptuous, it's not false, to give her this title, right? Uh, The Catechism of the Catholic Church says, in fact, the one whom she conceived as man by the Holy Spirit, who truly became her son according to the flesh, was none other than the Father's eternal son, the second person of the Holy Trinity. Hence, the Church confesses that Mary is truly mother of God. In Greek, theotokos, right? Mary's the mother of God. But if Mary is the mother of God, it also means that Mary is the mother of the mystical body of Christ, which is the church, right? Mary is the mother of the church. And actually, our our Holy Father, Pope Francis, 
recently um, kind of put that feast of Mary, the mother of the church, back on the liturgical calendar, that Mary is the mother of the church. And so we, as members of the church, Mary is our mother, right? And so far as we belong to the mystical body of Christ, um, that she is the mother of the members of Christ. She's the mother of the mystical body of Christ. Again, going to the catechism, the Virgin Mary is acknowledged and honored as being truly the mother of God and of the Redeemer. And she is clearly the mother of the members of Christ, since she has, by her charity, joined in bringing about the birth of the believers in the church, who are members of its head. Right? Now, that's actually from Vatican II. That's from Lumen Gentium. But Mary not only is the mother of Jesus, but by her charity, by praying for us, by her overwhelming holiness, she, in some way, merited our participation in Christ's mystical body. And so Mary's our mom. She's our mother. We are part of the mystical body of Christ. And so our mother, we go to our mother. What a great way. What a, I mean, my, my physical mother's not here. I don't, I don't see her at least, right? But what a great way to start our new combined parish communities under the patronage of Our Lady, the mother of God, the mother of the church. She's our mom. Right? When, when siblings need to learn how to get together, right? How to work together, how to get along sometimes, even if there's little conflicts or whatever. Like, mom is a great, like, let's all work together, right? Let's, let's teach everyone. Or when we welcome new, when families welcome new children, right? And everyone has to learn. Like, here's this new baby who's just as much part of the family. Well, our mom teaches us that. Our mom, Mary, today can teach us. Oh, we're all her children. She's already been our mother up until this point. And so as we come together now as brothers and sisters in Christ in the church, we all have the same God and Father. We all have the same mother of the church, and we all have the same Blessed Mother, Our Lady, Blessed Virgin Mary. She's mom to all of us. And so our mom can teach us about each other. Our mom can teach us how to love each other, how to work together, uh, and how to do all of these things as this one family of the children of God. Mary's our mom. We share the same mother. So at the beginning of this year, we go to her. Here's um, just the next point, is that Mary, as our mom, teaches us how to grow in holiness. Our mother, she teaches us prayers. How many of us, hopefully, maybe, uh, when we were growing up, we learned prayers from our mother. Hopefully our mother in some way taught us how to pray, or one of our parents, and if not, then we learn them from someone else. But mothers are wonderful teachers of prayer, how to pray. And so Mary can teach us how to pray. Our mother teaches us exactly how we go and how do we talk to her son, right? It's a beautiful thing to picture. We still have all of our beautiful manger scenes up. You know, when, when a new mother hands the newborn baby to someone to hold, right? First of all, as I say, as I've said before, I'm terrified, right? I don't want to hold babies. If you got a newborn baby, like maybe I'll hold it for like five or six seconds sitting in a chair in a perfectly like set up spot, very with cushions around, hopefully. Um, but imagine like a mother handing her baby for someone to hold, right? And to, to adore and to love. Well, that's what Mary does with us, with the blessed, with our, with our Lord with the Lord Jesus, the baby Jesus, right? When we see the manger scene, we should picture how Mary invites us to hold the baby, 
right? And to just talk, just talk to this baby, right? As the mother of God, she teaches us how to have this beautiful relationship with Christ. And if we ever want to know how to love him better, we'll let his mother and our mother teach us. Let our mother teach us how to have that relationship. Mary teaches us holiness. In the gospel today, we hear that when all these things are going on, and the baby is born, and then shepherds show up saying, there's angels that are announcing glory to God in the highest, like we just sang. Mary kept all these things, reflecting on them in her heart. Right? This is what she does. She reflects on them again and again and again. She ponders them in her heart. She meditates upon them, going to them again and again and again. With the Christmas mystery, this is what we should do. We meditate upon the beauty of everything that we've received. We don't want to lose it. We don't want to, to neglect it. Rather, we meditate upon it. On New Year's, it's a great time when people make New Year's resolutions, right? We, we all make our resolutions. And I think learning from our mother, it would be a great resolution for all of us who are present today to try to commit to having some time every day of what's called mental prayer or just some small time of pondering in our heart, like our mother teaches us. To just have some time every day, commit to whether it's, you know, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but just every day, nice and quietly, turning to Our Lady, turning and ask, talking to Jesus, letting her teach us how to talk to Jesus every day. It would be the best New Year's resolution ever, right? To just slowly decide every day for the next 365 days, I'm going to just do a little time of prayer every day. I'm going to spend time holding the baby Jesus or contemplating the different scenes of his public life or even when it gets to that time of the year, his passion and his death. But Mary's going to teach me, Mother, help me pray. Mother, help me see the scene. Mary, point out like a good coach what I should be paying attention to, what I should be noticing. What a great New Year's resolution that would be for all of us to just spend a little bit of time every day uh, contemplating the life of Jesus and the great Christmas gift that we've received. We don't want to forget about our Christmas gift. We don't want to leave it unopened or unused in a corner. Uh, we want to use it fully. Jesus, God made man, is given to us, and Mary is truly his mother, the mother of God. And so today we ask for this grace, and we ask our mother to teach us. Mother, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to adore your son, Christ the Lord.